So one of the other big stories this week, and it feels like every week this is one of the big stories, but we've had another mass shooting here in America, this time in a mall in Texas. One of the things I was thinking about when thinking about how to discuss this story is just that usually we'll cover news and details of the event, but guys, we know what's going on here. It's a mass shooting in America again. And what sucks to say is that, oh, well, there's not too much unique about this one because I was trying to research things and I typed in Texas gunman shooting and I couldn't even get to the right shooting at first. Um, like th there's so many of them. So I, I, I really feel like, you know, for the brief intro here, shooting in Texas, it was in a mall. Um, it was a guy who came, all of his guns or most of his guns were purchased legally from private sellers, meaning he didn't need a background check to get them. Um, and he ended up killing eight people, two of which were elementary school children. There's two angles to talk about here. One is your, you know, your normal gun control. I'd, I'd like to hear from you guys because we've never actually physically talked about this and what to do about gun violence in this country. What gun control um, measures should we take? Uh, how do we think that it, it is best to handle this problem as a society. Um, but also the other thing I want to talk about is the conservative reaction to this to this shooting. When uh, the Nashville shooting happened, uh, which also wasn't that long ago, uh, with the trans uh, individual who shot up a Christian school, uh, they were all over the trans aspect of that. They were pretty much claiming, you know, th this is going to be an epidemic of trans violence, that, you know, we're, we're being victimized here. And then when this happened, and it was an alt-right Nazi gunman um, with Nazi tattoos on him, the reaction I've seen, especially from the Daily Wire side of the conservative media apparatus, is defensive. It is, well, is this really true? He was posting on Russian uh, social media. Those tattoos look way too fresh. This, this must be a false flag <laughs> operation uh, to paint him as a Nazi, you know, and... I think that's crazy. And I think it's really showing their cards because, in my opinion, even if this is a false flag operation, even if this is total misinformation that he was a Nazi, who fucking cares? Why are you defending the Nazis? Yeah. Why are you worried if the Nazis get a bad name? Like, what, what, why do you care about this at all? And so that was like my two ways I wanted to take this story in. Um, feel free to jump in anytime now. Um, focusing on this shooter, if we're going to do that, I want to keep that kind of brief, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I found when I was going through my trying to research about this story on top of just being in the news itself when the shooting broke was the shooter themselves, you know, put on a social media post because obviously, you know, like after the fact, people are always trying to look for a manifesto or what was this person saying online, so on and so forth. This person said themselves on one of their social media posts that the media itself always celebrates the shooter and that they can't help Jeez. themselves and that the people that get killed never actually get any attention. Oh, and so the last thing that I want to do is to make this person right. And to focus on them and to focus on whatever derangement was happening with them or to talk about their ties to, to Nazism or the ties to white supremacy, so on and so forth. Because we know what the right wing media is trying to do. You know, like they're 
anything that they can do to deflect attention away from gun violence in America is the path they're going to take because they know they don't have they don't have the 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 higher ground in that conversation. They never have. Even people in the Republican Party are for background checks. They are for red flag laws. They're for safe storage. I have people who I know here in this community in a red state who are okay with raising the age to buy a weapon, who are okay with having you know, trainings that are required by the state in order to buy certain firearms. Like They're constantly on the defensive and they know it. They really are. And so it's one of those things where the first and foremost is that I want to just say that uh, not just I want to first focus on the victims and just say that, you know, it's an absolute tragedy. What happened to these people in Texas, people who are just going to a mall and thinking that they're just spending a regular day and they never come home. And also the post-traumatic stress that happens for all the people who were there, who think that they just were that close to death themselves to their families who have to live with this for the rest of their lives, to people who live in that town who are never going to be the same, people who live throughout Texas and the rest of the country who were constantly worried if we are going to be victims of a random attack whenever we go anywhere in public. You know, and I am I'm curious as well to hear what you guys all think about gun control. Because I've been talking about this a lot of independent thought recently on my podcast. And I know that, you know, like I think for you personally, Erica, you are somebody who's even more to the left than I am. And I think in leftist circles, there seem to be from what from what I hear are very against gun control. And I don't know where we go from here that makes it better if it isn't some form of gun control because the amount of gun violence in this country is out of hand and we could address it around the edges in a lot of varieties of ways but if one of those ways that we're not that we're addressing it isn't gun control in some form or fashion then i don't see this changing maybe i'm wrong yeah yeah i mean you're you're absolutely right about um, folks on the far left there are a bunch of people who look at history and say that look, gun control measures in the past have been created basically to make it so that people of color cannot hold weapons that can they cannot be a threat to the white population, you know, and that's true. I mean, the in relation to the Black Panther Party, uh, legislation was passed in order to uh, restrict gun ownership because of minorities like actually arming themselves and actually trying to defend themselves. Um, so I see where that fear comes from, but I, I think there's like, you can hold that fear and also want reasonable gun regulations, gun restrictions. Like these things don't have to be incompatible. You can know that a lot of the time gun regulations do target people of color, but then also realize that having no gun regulations is going to be a fucking mess for the country. And looking at how we are completely exceptional in the world in relation to the amount of gun violence that we have here and the amount of guns that we have here, the guns are the problem, you know, and our relationship to the guns and the NRA's relationship to us about the guns. That's the fucking problem here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope that, leftists can try to hold these things at once in their minds and and realize that yes we need to do something to practically to cut down on the number of people who are being killed to cut down on the fact that gun deaths are the number one cause of deaths for children in this country that is unfucking acceptable so 
um, yeah, we, we need to do something about the guns, not just about the other things surrounding the situation or about the mental health issues, which were definitely a part of this, this disaster, this tra tragedy, this tragedy, this, um, preventable tragedy in some ways, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm also just completely disgusted by the response from the right. The 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 whole rhetoric about this being a psyop because the guy isn't white. So it must be this, you know, the, the left is trying to paint this person as a Nazi when really they are, you know, Hispanic, uh, Mauricio Garcia. Like, how could he be a white supremacist? <laughs> you know? well, that's a whole um, different conversation. As yeah. if as if we didn't just like six months ago have one of the most famous black people in this country saying, I love Hitler. Like it's yeah. like it's <laughs> obviously like we know that like, like we all saw this, guys. Like get, yeah. erase that from our brains. We all we all know this yeah. is possible. Totally. No, and, and I also we're not going to be able to fix this in one conversation, but I hate the fact that we even take what the right says seriously sometimes, because if they were serious whatsoever about the idea of a psyop, then they would have had that same view when they were talking about the shooting in Nashville, but they didn't, right? They hopped right on the, oh, well, this person's trans. And obviously this person, this is a threat. This is why trans people, you know, are, are dangerous. And, and you like, Obviously, it never even entered into the conversation as a possibility during that mass shooting, which, again, was what, like six weeks ago, five weeks ago. So it, it's it, it's never about being consistent from them. And I feel like we're constantly on the defensive, always responding to their ridiculous talking points, which they'll change them in a, in a matter of moments because they hold no logical consistency. You know, like they are just trying to maintain power over the situation because they don't. The, the truth of the matter is, that when it comes to certain like right wing you know, media pundits and these politicians, they do not care. They just don't care. There is no limit to the amount of people who can die that they would care about. They just don't care. Like that NRA money is flush and it keeps coming and they do, and they will just, and they will say whatever they have to say in order to keep that money coming. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where they've now tried to change course and talk about mental health and try to like, just put the boogeyman over there. And at the same time, you have governors like Greg Abbott who are slashing hundreds of millions of dollars in mental health care funding in his state while simultaneously saying that the reason that these shootings are happening are because of mental health care. So it, it, it's just this, this, this ping pong game, basically, of just like, you know, like where can we put the distraction next? And for me, I just want to keep it focused right where it needs to be. You know, like we can see statistically that the problem you know, in America is uniquely American because mental health crises are not just happening in America. They're happening around the globe, but around the globe, they're not having these issues because they don't have these problems with guns the way that we do, because they don't have these lax gun laws the way that we do. It's not that hard to really figure that out. And also we can see that there are just simple things, even if there, I know that there are people on the left who are also really proud, like second amendment advocates. I know people in my own life who are on the left. They're just like, Hey, you know, like maybe we ban assault weapons, but I don't want to take away all guns. Like I know plenty of people yeah. feel this way, but there are measures in between. We know for yeah. instance, that around 80% of gun violence in America happens, you know, by males ages 16 to 24. How much could we reduce if we just raise the age up 
of being able to purchase a firearm. That's not infringing on someone's Second Amendment rights. If you can't wait until you're 24, well, then I don't really think you're that interested in owning a gun in the first place. What's the rush? Car. What's the rush? <laughs> you can't rent a car until <laughs> you're 25. Like yeah. you might be able to, but it's like absurdly expensive because of the extra insurance you have to get. Like that's the thing that yeah. I always say. There, there's two things that I always say with guns. Is one, they don't make you safer. It's a massive misconception. They don't make you safer. Even in a situation where someone's invading your home, you are safer to run or hide than you are to confront them with a gun. Because as soon as you enter lethal force into a situation, you cannot take it out and you are increasing the chances of lethal force being used against you because the vast majority of the time, there aren't many situations where a crazy person just wants to kill you. You can usually just give them what they want to leave. And by having that gun in your house, you increase your rate of suicide, your risk of suicide by 700%. And you increase your risk of being the victim of being a homicide victim. Or if you're a man, not so much. I don't know exactly. But you risk the entire household's uh, risk of being a victim of homicide by 800%. It is, guns don't make you safer, people. And the other thing I say about that is just like guns, cars don't make you safer, guns don't make you safer. And if we treated guns like we do cars, there would be a lot less deaths in this country caused by guns because you have to get training you have to pass a test you have to carry insurance if we do all of those things it will just like just those basic common sense things we do for car driving a car in public you you have the same thing for owning a gun in public and i feel like that's pretty common sense stuff that the majority of americans will understand and get behind but as you said um there's the nra and the lobbying and that always is the big boogeyman that stops us from making change uh, in this country. And to the leftists, who are like, oh, we need, I'm not, I'm never going to tell someone in a marginalized group that they can't arm themselves to defend themselves if they feel they need that because their situation is going to be different than my own. But when it comes to tyranny and revolution, armed revolutions are half as likely to succeed as un- unarmed and nonviolent revolutions. Really? That has been the historical fact throughout history. Yes. Um, you know, it's when, when fighting revol- because, and, and think about it, like, think Nelson Mandela, when he was fighting armed, he went to jail. It didn't do anything. It wasn't until he got into jail and started doing nonviolent protests, reaching out to people, building an international community to get support behind him, that he was able to affect change, become president and end apartheid because far more people are willing to join a nonviolent movement than a violent one. I am a very political person. I'm pretty damn far left. But if you told me, here's a gun, go kill people, I'm not going to do it. My life's too good. Like, like, like my life doesn't suck enough to pick up a gun and go kill people for something that like that. Like it just isn't. And that's the vast majority of people in this country. So violence is going to be a worse tactic for achieving our goals than violence is. And, and that's what I have to say to the people on the left. Yeah. And I, I guess I feel some responsibility to just add that I do see the growing threat of the very, of the right like consolidating its power they are armed to the teeth (laughs) you know if if it comes to civil war in this country if it comes to trans people are being targeted in their homes and ripped and pulled out and being sent shipped somewhere or put into camps or whatever um which does not feel that far away i want the left to be armed i want people on the left to be able to stand their ground and defend the people in their communities that are going to be targeted first um and i i really like for me personally i intend to (laughs) if my partner wasn't so um opposed to this i would have a gun right now for this exact reason that i'm anticipating into the 
future. Um, you know, it, it, it may not ever get to that point, but I am very keenly aware of the threat of violence from the right and how much that is, is growing every single year now. Um, so the, yeah, I, I, I totally hear your, both of your points and I, I totally agree about gun restrictions and regulations. Um, but then also leftists don't completely turn away from guns. <laughs> you know, this Sorry, is, um... that's my weird take. <laughs> It, it, it was, um, I, I reached out to Erica and John originally about wanting to do this show, uh, the left wing that what we're now calling it. And one of the ideas that I had for this particular show was that we would all kind of be in different places on the left and that we could also represent issues from multiple perspectives within the same conversation. So that if anyone came to this conversation, they could feel some sort of representation if you were somebody who was on the left. And so I think it's important that we're highlighting these different ideas about like, if you feel this way, I understand this. If you feel this way, I understand that. Because this conversation, like many conversations, there is a there's a nuance here. It is a massive amount of gray area. Too often we're trying to put politics into this binary black and white. And there's so much gray in all of these issues. And so I don't want to sit here and try to like act as though like when I'm speaking, you know, I have this like this high ground of morality or someone else has a high ground of morality. Like I think the conversation around guns is very nuanced and there's a lot of opinions yeah. out there. And I hope that we can find a way to find a way to represent these conversations as best as we humanly can. Because I think there's so many different things that we can do. The problem is we're not doing any of them. You know, we're leaving the situation yeah. where it is at a standstill. And that mm. is not the answer. Like, no matter what the answer is, this current situation we're in, that is not the answer. And so I will definitely advocate for us to keep coming back to this subject in the future, because while we're kind of disgusted by the fact that we keep having to talk about mass shootings, it's also, I think, a responsibility to keep talking about mass shootings until yeah. they decrease I don't think they're ever going to stop, though. And I also just want to put that out there. In, in a country where we have a Second Amendment, gun violence is always going to be a part of American society. But I don't think it has to be anywhere close to being this prevalent if we just did more as a society. And that's what I hope will change.